Hey everybody, have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball highly recommend Podbean for getting your podcast out to a larger audience. Podbean has given us the ability to easily bring you Screwball each and every week on all of your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com slash screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com slash pro slash screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Mike LaPree, here with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? We finally made it to our overall prediction series after doing our six-week divisional prediction series. Uh, this is our seventh and final prediction series with uh, this going up on opening day this week. We finally made it. <clears throat> so, as like we did last year and kind of like we've been doing with the divisional predictions, um, we're going to run through our total divisional predictions with the records, with who's going to make a wild card, who's going to wait, who's going to win the divisions, who's going to be in the division series, championship series, world series winners. We'll give out awards for the championship series and the, and the world series. We'll give out awards for uh, you know after the season with the MVP, Cy Youngs, Rookie of the Year, all that stuff. And we'll get into some uh, stat leaders. Um, so that's kind of what we got planned for this episode. Like I said, we did this last year. Obviously, we did it a little earlier uh, last year because you know the season didn't start till much later so it's nice that this is our first year we're doing it and we actually do have opening day on Thursday when this goes live so so we're happy about that but we're going to start out with like we did with the divisional episodes we'll start out with the American League here we're going to throw it back and forth so I'm going to start with my AL divisions Frank will go into his AL divisions then we'll go to NL he'll do NL and then we'll run through the playoffs so just to run through it quickly my start in the AL East like I said like we did with our episodes I have the Yankees winning the AL East with 101 wins, 61 losses. I have the Blue Jays coming in second with 89 wins, 73 losses, and getting a wild card. I have the Rays coming in third with 87 wins, 75 losses. Red Sox fourth at 77 and 85. And the Orioles in last at 67 and 95. Uh, And then moving on to the Central, I have the White Sox winning the Central with a record of 96 and 66. I have the Twins coming in second at 90 and 72, getting a wild card, um, the first wild card. I have the Indians coming in third at 81 and 81. I have the Royals coming in fourth at 71 and 91. And I have the Tigers coming in fifth at 69 and 93. And then finally moving on to the AL West, which uh, I think is going to be one of the weirder divisions, maybe one of the harder divisions to predict, if I'm if I'm being honest. In the West, I have the Astros winning the division at 90 and 72. I have the A's coming in second right behind him at 88 and 74. I have the Angels in third uh, at 86 and 76. And then far behind them, I have the Rangers at 73 and 89 and the Mariners at 70 and 92. So before I shoot it over to Frank, just to re-outline it to set up for when I talk about my playoffs, I have the Yankees winning their division, White Sox winning the Central, Astros winning the West, Twins hosting the Blue Jays in the wild card game. So that's what I got for the AL, and then, Frank, whatever you got. Yeah. Some of these records we have are actually the same, which is, uh, you know, kind of oh. kind of hard to believe or surprising. But, uh, you know, I'll start off with the AL East. I got the Yankees winning the division, 102-60. and 60. I got the Blue Jays in second, 86-76. and 76. Uh, I got the Rays in third, 81-81. <clears throat> so I'll be right at 500. I got the Red Sox in fourth at 76-86. and 86. And I got the Orioles coming last, 66-96. and 96. So we're pretty much right on the money there. Just about, yeah. AL Central, I got the White Sox, 97 and 65. I got the Twins in second, 89 73. Boy, oh boy. I got the Indians in third, 78 and 84. 
I got the Royals in fourth, 71-91. There you go. And I got the Tigers in last, 70-92. and And then the AL West, which was almost the exact <clears throat> records, just different teams. Okay. I have the A's winning the division at 90-72. and 72. Okay. I got the Angels in second, 88-74. Okay. I got the Astros in third, 83-79. and 79. Okay. And then I got the Rangers in fourth, 73-89. and 89. Wow. And the Mariners in last, 67-95. and 95. Boy, I'll tell you what. I just said how the West was going to be hard to predict. We got the same records just about. Yeah. I like yeah. that. So, um, and like you said, like you, you broke it down. I got the Yankees winning their division, White Sox winning their division, the A's winning their division, and then I have the Angels facing the Twins in the wild card game, and the Twins obviously being the number one scene, being the home scene. Just to throw in there, uh, we talked about our division, kind of where we set them is, is going to be, you know, pretty similar. I, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like we we kind of think the same way here with some of these, but um, the records, um, obviously the records, weirdly enough, are kind of similar too. I just uh, we just kind of ran the same page here. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I I, you know, you always send me your predictions every year. It's just kind of been a tradition, and we kind of always talk about it. But this year, I did try to just not. I looked at the results. I didn't want to look at the fine details because I wanted to, I wanted to try and form my own opinion without looking at predictions from other outlets or from you i just wanted to try and what was i feeling so that's cool that we're kind of like i said it or actually you said it the the west we have the same records just about just flip the teams around a little bit and i do hope the angels make the playoffs by the way even though even though i don't have them in the playoffs i do i I would like that to happen so uh so then moving on to the nl start again in the in the nl east here um i have the braves winning the division at 97 and 65 I have the Mets coming in second at 92 and 70 and getting a wild card. I have the Nationals coming in third at 84 and 78. I have the Phillies coming in fourth at 82 and 80. And I have the Marlins coming in last at 78 and 84. I have in the NL Central moving on to, I have the Cardinals win the division at 92 and 70. I have the Cubs in second at 87 and 75. I have the Brewers in third at 85 and 77. I have the Reds in fourth at 80 and 82, and I have the Pirates in, in way last at 61 and 101. Uh, and then finally in the NL West, I have the Dodgers winning the division at 102 and 60. I have the Padres coming in second at 98 and 64 and getting a wild card. And then I have the Giants coming in third at 79 and 83. I have the Diamondbacks coming in fourth at 78 and 84. And I have the Rockies in last at 69 and 93. So I have the Dodgers winning the West, Cardinals winning the Central. I have the Braves winning the East, and then I have the Padres hosting the Mets in the wild card game. Well, it makes sense to me, but uh, <laughs> um, to go into mine, I got the, the Braves at 98-64 winning the division in the, in the East, the Mets 88-74 second, Phillies in third at 85-77, which I think is a little different than mm-hmm. you had there. Really, I think the Phillies got something there, just it's a hard division. But, yeah, it is. Uh, Nationals in fourth 77-85, and the Marlins in fifth 69-93. The Central... I got the Cardinals winning the division at 95 and 67. And in this division, I think we had the most difference. Mm. I have the Reds in second, 84 and 78. I have the Brewers in third, 81 and 81. I have the Cubs in fourth at 77 and 85. Wow. And then I had the Pirates in last place at 55 and 107. Yeah, they're going to be rough. They're going to push the the Larry Rothschild raise (laughs) for just not good. Um, In the West, I have the Padres winning the division at 162. Okay. That's what I got there. I actually, I, I, I got a bet for these division leaders. Yeah, I put my bet in today. So I put a bet in for these, so they better win. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> win a little bit of money here. So, Dodgers in second, 95 and 67. 
Uh, Diamondbacks in third, 82 and 80. I think that pitching, like we talked about last, you know, last week, I think that their pitching could come around a little bit. Mm. And then I got the Giants in fourth, of 71 and 91. I, I'm telling you, I don't think they're very good. Wow. And then I got the Rockies in last place, 65 and 97. And oh wow, they're just even. I gave them more credit than you did. I'm surprised. <laughs> that's just a, uh, hey, who's pitching? Yeah, and they're gonna yeah, get they're gonna get shelled. They're and, just gonna get shelled around. And, and story gonna, is gonna get traded. I think they're gonna so. trade. Yeah, they're trade people away. They don't got a bunch of prospects to call up. It's just gonna be a mess out there. Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest actually, I think the biggest difference we had because even though you had the Giants at what seventy one or something yeah, like that, 71, I had them at seventy nine wins. So I mean, I didn't think them very highly either. But the biggest difference we had, I think, was I had the Cubs eighty seven wins. You had them at seventy seven. Yeah. So you might even I think what I think maybe what you're thinking is that they'll end up being sellers and. They'll just, or they're just going to be bad. I just I don't see enough there. No. I just don't see enough there. <clears throat> I try being more realistic, you know, than, than generous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I hear you. I just think that um, with the talent they have, if they don't become sellers, they have talent. So I think that the upside, you're looking at floor, I'm looking at ceiling, essentially. Yeah. And, and maybe try, maybe they'll end up in the middle there. Yeah, and I try being a little bit realistic here. I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, well, third place team, every division is going to have 86 wins because it's just not going to be that way. Yeah. Third place team's going to be 500 in most divisions if, if they're lucky. That's yeah, and that's that's what I did with the NL West. I think the NL West they're just going to get cannibalized by the Dodgers and Padres. They're just going to eat up wins from those teams. I think so. But yeah, you had so you had the Padres win the division. Oh yes, yeah. I had the Padres win the division, win in the West. The Cardinals win in the Central. The Braves win in the East, and then I have the Mets winning the wild card and the Dodgers winning the first wild card and the Mets win the second wild card I should say. Okay. So the Mets will put Mets will be <clears throat> at Dodgers in the wild card game. All right, so we had the same playoffs. It's just that you had the Dodgers hosting the Mets. I had the Padres yeah, hosting I had the, the Mets. Padres winning the division, so that was the difference. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I was going to say we just literally just flipped that. Okay. Um all right, so then I'll get into all my AL and NL. I'll just run through my whole playoff bracket here. So I have in, I'll start with the AL and then move into the NL and then come together for the World <laughs> Series. Um, so in the AL, I have the Twins uh, hosting the Blue Jays. I have the Twins advancing, winning 6-2. to two. Um, I think they finally get over the hump. I think they finally win. I don't think they go much further. But I think that they finally get their, their win in, in the playoffs, which will be big for them. I think just that will be big. Then uh, they'll go on to play the White Sox, who I have them getting swept by. I have the White Sox advance to the LCS, winning three games to none. Uh, and then in the other division series, I have the Yankees and the Astros, a little bit of a rematch. Um, and I have the Yankees advancing, winning in four games, three to one. Uh, and then I have the Yankees and the White Sox facing off in the ALCS, which is going to be unbelievable, I think. I have them, the Yankees advancing in seven games, Giancarlo Stanton being the ALCS MVP. I just think well, what we saw from him last year with, with the, the most recent playoffs here, I think that he's going to be, if he's healthy, because that's always a question, <laughs> if he's healthy, he's going to be a stud in the playoffs. He's, he's clutch. And then moving over to the NL, I have the Padres hosting the Mets. I have the Padres edging out the Mets uh, and advancing, winning 3-1. to one. I think that that pitching, I think they're either going to have Snell, uh, most likely Snell, or Darvish starting that first game. While I understand the Mets will probably have DeGrom, I just think that Snell is going to have a hell of a year. And I think that I think that the Mets offense, like they usually do, won't, won't come through for them. And then they'll go on, the Padres and the Dodgers will meet in the division series, which will be just fireworks. Um, and I do have, I do have the Dodgers edging them out by one game going five games. Uh, and the other division series, I have the Cardinals versus the Braves. I have the Braves barely edging out the Cardinals in five games. Then, so I have a rematch of the championship series here. I have the Dodgers and the Braves in the championship series, but I have the Braves winning this time in six games. I think that, you know, really the Braves probably should have won last year. Dodgers made it a pretty good comeback. 
Um, I don't think I think the Braves will go for the throat, and I think that they'll they'll end up winning, winning six, and Freddie Freeman will get the NLCS MVP. So then, uh, finally, we make it to the World Series. I have the Yankees and the Braves uh, go into the World Series. I think uh, a hell of a matchup, and I think the Yankees end up winning in six, and Glaber Torres is your World Series MVP. I don't see the Dodgers returning to the World Series, and I really don't see them repeating. It's it's hard anymore to win two in a row. So I don't I don't I don't see that happening. I know I'm often a, a, a high on the Dodgers, and I even have them in the championship <laughs> series here. I just don't see them repeating. I just yeah. don't. I can't. And I think the Yankees for too long have had that injury bug, and at some point something's got to give. And I do think that this may be the year that they finally get over that injury bug. Oh yeah, I, I agree with you on a lot of that stuff. But uh, I think you took my predictions from last year and just. Just spit them back out this year because I'm pretty sure I had the Yankees and the Braves last year in the World Series. I think the, Yan- had the Yankees winning it in six, and I think I had Gleyber Torres as the MVP. So, um, <laughs> I don't if you just want to take my stuff from last year and just repost it, you can. It's fine. Just ask me. <laughs> All right. Uh, but uh, and just to throw in one little uh, quirk here I put in, um, I just want to talk about the All-Star game too, as I always oh, do. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I have the AL winning the All-Star game 7-5 to five, and the MVP being Tim Anderson. It's always just, uh, just always a mess. It's your try guessing that, but I always try yeah. getting it. I'll just agree with that because I could see Tim Anderson winning, and it's usually pretty high scoring, I think. Yeah. So, but to get into my playoffs, I have uh, in the AL, I have the Angels at Twins. I have the Angels winning six to four. I think mm. it's going to be just kind of more hitting than pitching with that. Um, and then you got Mike Trout and Pujols and Otani hitting, and it's good. And Rendon, and the mm. Twins just smash home runs, so that's just going to be a higher higher scoring game. And in the divisional, I have the Angels at Yankees. I got the Yankees winning three games to one. Obviously, the pitching's not going to hold up, especially Angels are probably going to you know, throw the kitchen sink at the wall card game to win that. Yeah. The other divisional, I have the A's at the White Sox. The White Sox winning three games to one. We've seen that We've seen that series this year, right? This, yeah. This past year, and that was a pretty good series. Yeah. Obviously, the A's are a little, little different this year, and the White Sox are more similar, but still kind of different. Mm-hmm. Um, championship series, I got the White Sox at Yankees. I got the Yankees winning seven. I mean, that's... Both teams are, are great. Yeah. I think that makes sense. I think that's what you had there. And the ALCS MVP, which you also had, well, I had Stan, mm. just because he's going to hit that home run, or two, three home runs, and it's just going to stand out. Oh, yeah. On the NL side, I have the Mets at Dodgers in the, in the wild card game. And I have the Mets winning 3-2. to two. Okay. I just don't see – do the Dodgers give it to Bauer in a playoff game? Do they give in and give it to Kershaw? Or do they mm. go to the real young guy in Bueller? Yeah. So they're they're gonna I think they're gonna question really Kershaw's legacy right there. Yeah. If they don't give it to him, people are gonna be like, "That's Kershaw." But then you're like, "Well, you know." Mm-hmm. Or do they give in and give it to him, and then they lose? Yeah. Either way, though, then you, you know you got to ground on the other side. That's so why it's gonna be three to two. Yeah. Okay. Um. Then I have the Mets at Padres in the divisional round. I have the Padres winning three games to two. And the other one I have, which is probably every single year, you write this right in. I think it might be one of the biggest rivalries we've seen in baseball in the playoffs. It's the Cardinals at the Braves. Mm-hmm. Every single year we see that. Mm-hmm. Every single year anymore. Mm-hmm. I know. Almost every single year. I know. What's it like? I think it's five of the last six or five of the last seven years we've seen the Cardinals and the Braves play each other in the playoffs. It's got to be something like that, yeah. I mean, it goes all the way back <clears> to what? When the, the infield fly? Yeah. Ever since then, it's like every year, every mm-hmm. year, every year. They got to meet. So that's a great series every time. You just wish it was seven. Mm-hmm. But I have the Cardinals beating the Braves in five games. Okay. They're both evenly matched. I think the Cardinals are just, they're going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the championship game, I have the Cardinals at Padres, Cardinals winning in six games. Okay. So that would leave me 
with my World Series of Cardinals at Yankees. The mm. World Series. I have the Yankees winning in six games. And I think that would be, what, the first time, I believe, the Cardinals and Yankees face each other in the World Series? Is that right? I believe that would be the first time. And those are the two teams that have the most championships, I believe. Yeah, they, they do. never face each other in the World Series. That would be the first uh-huh. time. That would be two great, great, great franchises to face each other. Yeah, absolutely. And two I didn't little bit that. different fan bases, but great fan bases, but two different. Yeah. One, oh, yeah. you know, <clears throat> crazy, but, you know, they're a little off the wall. And the other one, crazy, but they know they know it all. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals, they just, their fan base just knows everything about baseball. Yeah. Uh, but I have the World Series of the Cardinals at Yankees. Yankees winning in six games. And my World Series every pick. Lemayo. Um, I also should backtrack. I've missed. Uh, I had Goldsmith win the AL, the NLCS MVP. I should have said that. Mm-hmm. I missed that. Goldsmith. Mm-hmm. But in the World Series, I have Lemayo winning the MVP because he's going to bat like 400. He'll hit a home run and he'll just, you know, that'll just be him. Yeah, yeah. He'll have like that Matsui esque one game where he has like eight RBIs and that's, mm-hmm. like, that's fine. He gets it. That's where I kind of see I kind of see Glaber as the World Series MVP because I mean first of all I, I we talked about it with with how good LeMahieu is I just feel like he it won't get the credit he'll bat like 400 in the World Series and they'll be like oh we'll give it to we'll give it to Hicks or something you know you know like that's why I think Glaber because Glaber quietly is a good playoff player he's come up with some big hits for the Yankees uh, and he's you know maybe not. You know, obviously he's still young. He may not be like a Jeter or anything like that, like where he's money in the playoffs. But at this point, he's done, he's done pretty good for them in the playoffs. So I think that he could I, – I could see him being someone that rises to the occasion. And I wanted to put Voight because I just love Voight. But I see Voight being a guy that, that does good in the playoffs but maybe not like goes on a run like a guy like Torres could do or Stanton. You know, those guys can go on runs. So that's kind of where I was thinking. But, yeah, I mean, really – Obviously, I had the difference in the wild card. I had the Blue Jays there. You had the Angels. Uh, you had the A's instead of the Astros. Uh, other than that, in the NL, you know, I had the Dodgers going to the championship series. You had them losing in the wild card game. So, so I mean, there's a difference there. But other than that, we had the same teams in the NL. So, and then you, uh, I had the Braves getting to the championship series. You had them just barely edging out. I, I had the Braves edging out the Cardinals. You had the Cardinals edging out the Braves. So, so there's the difference there. But we kind of we came ended up coming to the same consensus with the Yankees. I, I do think that, like I said, something's got to give with the injuries. I think finally they got to get over that hump. And if they don't, there's gonna be there's even bigger problems. They already have they already have problems with not getting to the you know they didn't go to the uh, World Series all last decade. You know for the Yankees that's like that's not you, you can't do that. So something's got to happen here. I don't think the Dodgers are gonna repeat as much as they are already favorites and just about everything. I don't think that they can get – it's just so hard anymore, you know. And yeah, they are just – you know, and you got guys like Justin Turner's just getting older. And, you know, you never know what you're getting out of Bellinger. And, and Kershaw's just getting Kenley older. Jensen. Yeah, Kenley Jensen's not really getting any better, it seems like. And, and I still don't think your manager's that great. No. Mm-hmm. So – Well, neither is really – I mean, I'm not a big big Baron Boone guy, but, you know. No, but I think David Roberts is really a maniac. And the <laughs> NL only got tougher. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the AL is only getting stronger, and the, and the few teams that are strong, they're getting mm-hmm. stronger. But the NL has a lot of teams. Yeah. And not for nothing, but the Astros aren't in the way of the Yankees anymore. Maybe, they, maybe they'll maybe they fare or just match up better against the White Sox. You know, that's I mean, I know I have them here beating the Astros, getting a little revenge, but the Astros are a monkey on the Yankees' back. They held them from that 2017 World Series with some help from, you know, from a trash can. Yeah. Um, Grover. You know, they obviously the Chapman and, and Jose Altuve thing. Um, obviously there was controversy there, but that held them from a, from getting to the World Series. So, um, so maybe there's a different matchup with a younger team like the White Sox could could be what they need to finally get over that hump 
and get to the World Series, you know. So, so that's kind of what I'm thinking. We, like I said, we came to the same conclusion, which is, which is, uh, you know, which is interesting. I think I, I think last year I had the Dodgers winning it, but I, I forget if I ended up having the Yankees or not. It was either the Yankees and the Dodgers. I know that. Yeah, I, I know that for I had a the fact. Yankees and Braves, and not that I picked the Yankees every year, even the last two years. It's just that they have, you know, they're obviously the top two and three talented teams in all baseball, so it just makes sense. But I would love a World Series with the Cardinals and Yankees. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be fantastic. I always like the Cardinals. Yeah, me they're too. Just, they're just a great franchise. I don't know. Uniforms look good. I don't know. There's, baseball just looks good on that field with them uniforms. It's just something about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Cardinal red. As much as people say Dodger blue, there's not, nothing nothing better than the Cardinal red. Mm-hmm. just looks great. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to see that World Series just as much as I'd like to see this Yankee Braves World Series. It'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great too. You know, so and then who knows? You know, you never know with the Padres. You never really know because they're nuts. They're out of their mind, and they just got better. They got nothing. They did nothing but get better. So, so we'll see. Um, but that's so. I got the Yankees beating the Braves. You got Yankees beating the Cardinals. Yep. So moving on from there, we have uh, we have five awards to give out that we're gonna predict here. Obviously, you know one. Uh, you know, MVP in the AL, MVP in the NL, and then Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, Manager of the Year, and Comeback Player of the Year. Uh, and then we'll move on to the league leaders. Uh, we got quite a few of them. Uh, so I'll start out here. I'll just run through my awards here, and then and then you can run through yours. For the MVP award, I have Nolan Arenado winning it in the NL. I think he comes over the Cardinals, and he's just re, re-energized because he's already good with the Rockies. He's oh, yeah. already good in that stadium. Throw him on a team that's probably winning that Central Division, and I think he's really going to shine. And AL, I have Trout. I mean, it's Trout. I don't. I don't think that yeah. anyone's going to question that pick. Um, and I do think that in a full season here, I do think that Trout is is Trout, and I think he's just going to be good. So I'm not worried about him. No. Um, for the Cy Young Award, I went with a little bit of a dark horse in the NL. I went with Max Fried. I think pretty highly of the Braves. I do think they're going to go to the World Series. So uh, I do think that they're going to need a pitcher like like Fried to to kind of you know put on their back and. Uh, you know, I think that he'll be good. I don't think he's going to, like, tear up the league. I don't think he's going to, like, w- you know, win the triple, pitching triple crown or anything, but I think he's going to pitch very well, and I think he'll end up with – and plus, you know, sometimes they give the benefit of the doubt to the to the teams that win more uh, with voting. They're a little more sympathetic, so I think that he'll – I think he'll win that. And then the AL, uh, in a full 162-game season, I think Garrett Cole is going to get his Cy Young with the Yankees. I think that um, he struggled a little bit early last season. Um, he ended up, obviously, with – Garrett Cole type numbers, but he's going to have the strikeouts. He's going to have the innings. He's going to have the wins. You know, he's just, he's just going to be a, a statistical darling. And I think that he's going to end up uh, really shining uh, and, and probably getting that Cy Young. As for rookie of the year in the NL, I have Dylan Carlson. I think he's, uh, you know, me and you talk about him all the time. Oh, I think yeah. he's going to be a stud. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he struggled when he first came up to Cardinals, but that's, um, you know, there's always growing pains. You know, so I'm not really worried about that. But I think in a proper 162 game season, you tell him you're starting, you tell him you're playing. I think he's going to be really yeah, good. I think the pressure will be off him this year too, because the offense for the Cardinals last year struggled. And when yeah. a guy like that come up, your that's your offense you're expecting. Now you have Arnado and some other guys there. You know, the pressure's not really on mm-hmm. on him. And 162 games, you have time to you know realize that he pressure's on, pressure's off. You know, I can just play baseball. 60 games, it's. <clears throat> you know, you're three weeks in, you're, you, you feel pressure, and all of a sudden the season's over. It's just moving too quick. Yeah, 
and you're just coming up. So you got the pressure of, of no fans. You never seen that before. I mean, mm. it, he'll be fine. Yeah. And the Cardinals team is he he's really good. That guy, he's really good. Yeah. So I think I think he'll win the NL Rookie of the Year. And in the AL, I think Jared Kalenic for the Mariners. I think he's going to be an absolute unit. I think he's going to be awesome. I think he's going to be from the Mets. He's gonna yeah, of course. <laughs> I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be a cornerstone in the future of that Mariners team with Kyle Lewis and 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 all that. So I think that he's going to be really good. I don't know. Is he going to start the season with them, or is he no. going? To, he's going to do that thing. They called up uh, Taylor Trammell to fill in for Kyle Lewis, who's who's going to be on their injury list for just a little while. But Taylor Trammell, who was a top prospect, will yeah. be up there. But Kalanick's not. He's going to, I'm assuming, come up after that April date, so they yeah, got an extra year. Yeah, he needs them three more weeks of seasoning. Yeah, he, yeah. Did, he, he can't not quite ready. Three <clears> yeah. more weeks. He, you know, like, all right. Their CEO said it all. He, <laughs> yeah. he just said that he, you know, three more weeks. He's, he's yeah. nothing to do with the service time. It's just three more weeks. No, no, I just need some time. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> but no, I think he's going to be fantastic. He's going to be a really good player. And then for manager of the year for the NL, I have Brian Snitker. Again, makes sense. I have them going to. World Series, so I, you know, I think that he'll, uh, I, I, you know, I think that team's gonna just play regardless of really who was at the helm. So, but I think that he is, I think he is good, and I think he'll end up winning that. Yeah, he could, he could, he could tame those guys. Mm, Yeah, he knows how to handle Acuna. Remember, he sat him, pulled him right out of the game. He knows how to let him have some fun, but knows when, you know, when to lock down. Mm. Yeah, so I think I think he's good, and I I think he he'll get a little bit of love from the voters. And then in the AL, I have Rocco Baldelli. Because I, I, I do think that the Twins are going to be good. They're not quite – I don't think they're quite like the White Sox. I don't think they're quite on that level. I'm coming to think of it. I could have even chose La Russa. But, but I think Rocco Baldelli, the reason I, I, I'm, I'm thinking this is I think they finally get over the hump and finally win a playoff series, and I think that that's going to be a lasting impression for the voters. And I think that that's – and I personally, even though I have the Yankees win the World Series, I just don't – I can't give Boone a Manager of the Year award. I just – I can't. can't do it. So then finally for comeback player of the year in the NL, I, I couldn't really think of anyone to be honest with you. So I went with a little bit of a weird pick. I went with Josh Harrison because he has been awful. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's been awful and he was really good. Maybe he'd be so, uh, <clears throat> the, the next Harry Kendrick for them. Uh, you never know. I mean, even if he bats like 260, he's got to win comeback player of the year. He's, he's, got bat like a, he's got batting 100. So so I went with a little weird pick there and and uh, your buddy, uh, we were at the, we had our fantasy draft and um, – I believe the update I got from him was that Carter K. Boom was not going to start. No, yes, and that. And and Josh Harrison was going to start. So I said, well, the door's open. You never know. Yeah, never know. <laughs> and then for the AL Comeback Player of the Year, I don't know, obviously, with the timetable with injury, but I picked Chris Sale because I think that Chris Sale is like that kind of guy who comes back and it was like he was never gone. Oh, yeah. And I think that coming off an injury like that, I think he's going to be fantastic, and I think – that people are going to recognize that it's like, wow, this guy was out all last year. You wouldn't even know. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like I said, I, I pulled something out of my ass with, with Josh Harrison because I couldn't really think of anyone. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's what I got for my, uh, for my main awards. Yeah, I mean, I, I, got, I got some similar ones here. Uh, you know, in the AL MVP, I got Mike Trout. That's fine. You know, I just average home runs, stolen bases, defense. I, he just, he's just a great player. I mean – I don't know who else. You know, there's a couple of guys you could throw out there, but Mike Trout's going to be always be up there. And the NL got Juan Soto. Mm. Just seems to be the kind of guy that everyone loves. So he's definitely going to, you know, get some get some love there. Um, Cy Young. And the AL got Tyler Glass now. Some of the nastiest stuff in all of baseball. As long as he stays healthy this year. Because two years ago, the last full season, 
first six, seven, eight starts, he was winning Cy Young. Mm. He had like a 1.2 ERA or something. He was disgusting. And oh, then he yeah. got hurt, and then he didn't come back to the end of the year. And pitched great. Mm-hmm. Last year, he had a little bit of hiccups and a little bit of injuries, but he ended up with like a three-point-something ERA, which is still fine. Mm-hmm. So he's, I think, I got him at AL Cy Young. And I'll say I got Blake Snell. He's going to pitch like a madman this year. He's going to pitch with a chip on his shoulder. He's coming out. He's going to show everybody that, you know, show the Rays and Kevin Cash that he could pitch more than three batters. Yeah. Let him go. I think Blake Snell wins NL Cy Young this year. I also think Blake Snell throws a no-hitter this year. Oh, okay. I like that. Because he's just going to be, I'm telling you, he's going to have a flyer in him this year that he's never had before. So that'd be a second Cy Young, and then it'd be a Cy Young in both divisions, or both leagues, I should say. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah. that'd, be, that'd be something. Yeah, that would be. Uh, rookie of the year. I think you guys heard this before. I got A.J. Puck. <laughs> he's healthy, and he looks pretty good right now, but he's healthy, so that's going to be something. And the NL rookie of the year is Dylan Carlson, like you said. I think I had both these guys last year for my rookie of the year. I know you had A.J. Puck. I don't Carlson, know. I think I had two last year. Just, <clears> he didn't come up early enough to be rookie of the year last year, and Puck had an injury before opening day, or right, you know, right before the real opening day, and that signed his whole season back. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my rookie of the year. Manager of the year, I got Joe Madden. Angels make the playoffs. I think Joe Madden's a lock for that because mm-hmm. also they love Joe Madden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think he's a lock for the AL. And NL, I got Mike Schilt. I mean, if the Cardinals go to the World Series, you yeah. can't really argue that. No no Kevin Cash there. No. Don't worry. No Kevin Cash. God, uh, no. Comeback player of the year, like you said, AL, I have Chris Sale. He's such a dominant player. Mm-hmm. He's missed like a year and a half multiple injuries even the last time he played he was a little off because of some injuries mm-hmm. he's going to come back and he's going to be He's in, I think he's going to be fine he's I, I, one of my favorite players that I, I draft I end up drafting him at the end of the, our fantasy draft because I'm like he's going to be back in May and that's fine um, and the NL comeback player of the year stays with the same team you had but I got Josh Bell because mm-hmm. he was so bad last year and yeah. now he's energized he's going to go over there he's smashing mashing the ball with the Nationals in spring training he's going to come out and he's going to he's going to win comeback player of the year for the Nationals especially mm-hmm. If the Nationals, you know, have a relatively good, good team, I mean, that's also going to help. That's that, that's my awards there. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, kind of similar stuff. We both had Trout, both had Carlson, Rookie of the Year, both had Sale. You know, I don't think that, you know, you picked Glass now. I think we both had Glass now last year, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I, I think I was uh, going to pick Sale last year. And yeah. Sale announced, like, right after my predictions that he was going to get Tommy John. So mm-hmm. I'm switching it to just Glass now, which is like, hell. That's yeah, fine. He's good. <laughs> so, um, I mean, Garrett Cole, obviously, but I, I don't know. This glass has got some nasty stuff. Yeah. So, I just got something. I got a feeling he's going to he's gonna be great. Yeah. So. And then, like I said, I went with a dark horse with Max Freed because, like I said, I think so highly of the Braves. I think they're going to need someone like that to, to, to pitch like that. So, um, we'll get more into it with the statistics, why I kind of think what I think is going to happen. But, you know. But, yeah, I mean, all, all good stuff. You know, like I said, I'd Arenado. I think that little bit of little bit of uh, extra push, I think, will get on a winning team because he's already, like I said before, he's just already unbelievable. And just throw him on a better team. All right, so this time we're gonna move on to our league leaders, but we're gonna go back and forth on each one rather than running through all of them, and then you run through all of them. So we'll go. Uh, we have batting average, home runs, RBI, stolen bases, wins, strikeouts, saves, and ERA. Uh, so we'll start with the hitting categories. We'll start with batting average. In the NL, I have the NL batting average leader being Corey Seager for the Dodgers. I think he's just fantastic, and I think that uh, he's just really going to hit well, and I think he's starting to come into his own and find a spot in that lineup and really be a, a, a big spot in that lineup, I think. 
and you saw it in the playoffs. I mean, him and Justin Turner just about won those no, those last Justin games. Turner, Justin Turner, of course. Yeah, they just won those games by themselves. I mean, it was unbelievable. Uh, and then the AL, of course. Uh, I don't think anyone's really surprised by this, but DJ LeMahieu. Oh. Uh, I mean, pe- people are already noting his struggles in spring training. He's just saving it all. Don't get worried. I ain't worried about it. He's saving it all for the for the season. Don't he, you worry he, about the machine. He can come out and say he's going to bat lefty this year, and I'm still thinking he's batting 300. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. fine. He's just going to do what he's got to do. So, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, for me, AL batting average, I got, uh, let's look down here, uh, DJ LeMayhew, um, <laughs> and he'll probably bat like 322 because, or 332 because that's what he does. Yeah. Um, and uh, in the NL, I got Juan Soto. That's part of the reason why I got him with MVP. But uh, he's just a guy who kind of seems to be – 315, 320, 30 home runs, some stolen bases, excitement. People mm. love him. He's young. I think he's just – he's already got the voters kind of on his side. Mm. So uh, – but I got him winning uh, the, the average uh, batting title out there for the NL. Yeah, he's a stud. And uh, I meant to mention it with your comeback player of the year with Josh Bell, that Nationals got, lineup's going to have a little bit more protection than it's used to. You know, at the top you got Trey Turner, you got Soto, Josh Bell, these guys. I think there will be more protection. I think that helps Soto out. I think that helps Josh Bell out. So that definitely makes sense. I could say Soto's a stud. I mean, he's 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 great. Then moving on to the home run leaders in the NL, I have Pete Alonso, uh, and then the AL, I have Giancarlo Stanton. I think that Pete Alonso, while I don't think that Pete Alonso's by any means the best hitter in the league, I do think he's got great power, and I could legitimately see this guy batting two fifty the rest of his career, but just hitting home runs, and that's fine. You know, the Mets need it. Really, I think need a guy like that that just is your four hitter and he just hits home runs. Yeah. Um, so I think that he'll be the home run leader at the end of the day. And then in the AL, I think going back to what I said with the Yankees finally win the World Series, I think they finally have a healthy season. Stanton finally has a healthy season, and he hits 55 home runs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I, I really do think that in a healthy season, I really you, – people wanted that Judge and Stanton, like the, ba- the Bash Brothers 2.0, and I think that when healthy, they'll get it. And I think Stanton leads – I think he'll lead the charge. Because I think – I do think Judge is a little bit more of a gap-to-gap you know, obviously he's got brute strength, but I think that Judge goes into some power slumps. I don't think Stanton really does. I think he goes into slumps, but Stanton still got the power. Yeah. You I know mean, what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, Stanton that one year, he had like 60 home runs. That was one of the greatest years I've ever seen it someone hit. Unbelievable. He just knew a home run was coming every day. Every day. Every day he was <laughs> smashing a home run, and he was just fine with it. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, uh, my home runs in the AL, I got, I got my boy, Matt Olson. Matt yeah. Olson's leading the league in home runs this year. I mean, he had 17 last year, about like 190. I get it. This year, spring training, he's mashing the ball. Mm-hmm. I think he's betting 400, like five home runs or something. He, yeah. he he's gonna win the he's the AL home runs. He's gonna have like 47 home runs. Mm. He's um he's just he's crazy. He's got some unbelievable power, lefties or righties, doesn't matter for him. Um, and then the NL, uh, I think this is another safer pick. I got Ronald Acuna having uh you know leading the league in, in home runs out there, in which I mean he's pretty much. I think he's pretty much shown what he's hitting like at least 38 home runs. Oh yeah. Like every year, like oh, 38, yeah. 41, 42. Like he's just going to hit that. And that's just going to be what he does. And he's going to be one of those guys. You could say he's going to win MVP and he probably should win a couple MVPs, but I think you're going to be one of the guys where you're, you're just like, ah, ah, win MVP every year. Then he finally, finally gets one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I think he's leading the league at home runs this year. Yeah. He's an easy, at this point, I think an easy 30-30 guy and 40-40 potential and imagine 50-50. That'd be insane. But, I, I'd pick one guy. Yeah, I would say that's probably it right there. That's the guy, yeah, because Trout don't, you know, he don't run like that anymore. You know, he's obviously getting older, like, you know, his legs go out and, you know, whatever. But, you know, 
Uh, Acuna's, I can't think of anyone else that could hit home runs like that and steal those bases because Acuna's got stupid pop. I mean, he's, he had the furthest home run hit last year, I'm pretty sure. So, and he I looks mean, great in spring training. Yeah. A couple home runs already. Yeah, you don't have to worry about him. So moving on to RBIs. In the NL, I picked Freddie Freeman. Uh, I think in that lineup, I just think people are going to be constantly on base, and he's just a great hitter inside and out. And then in AL, no surprise here for anyone that I think follows the RBI statistic is Jose Abreu. Nice. It's just an RBI machine. And I do think it helps that the White Sox are just getting better and there's just going to be people on base for him all the time, I think. Um, and he just always – he just has RBIs. Oh, yeah. I like – I mean, my my RBI leader here at AL got Jose Abreu. I think this is going to be, what, his third or fourth straight year when – RBIs. Even like I think it was like the first year he led the league in RBIs. I don't think his average was that high. It's just that when people are on base, he gets the job done. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's his big thing. So even if he's not doing great, he'll get the job done. Mm. One of those guys. So I got AL, RBI leader, Jose Abreu. And I got Fernando Tatis. Even though he's going to probably be in the top of the lineup, he's just, you know, he's going to hit a bunch of home runs. You know, I think he's just going to, he's going to, you know, he's just going to put the ball in the gap. He's going to, you know. Mm. It's, it's, I think it's a little bit of a dark horse for RBI leader. Mm-hmm. I think he's just going to hit so many home runs, he's just going to he's just going to force his way into the RBI chase. And then the, yeah. obviously with the Padres being good up and down the lineup, that's going to help. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The only thing that I should mention, I do have Arenado and Trout winning my MVP awards, yet I don't have them leading anything. And that's because these guys may not be league leaders in these statistics, but they're always top three in these statistics. And that's where I see Trout. And, and- Arenado is going to have a great defense. Yeah, exactly. That mention. I mean, Trout's defense is, is not is, is is above average for sure. Um, you know, but Arenado with third. Gold glove, but Arenado is the Gold Glove, and then a, you know, Platinum Glove every year. Yeah, so that's going to help him. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. If you think, well, why are these guys MVP, but they're not leading anything? It's like, well, Trout's always got RBIs, always got home runs, always got a good average. Same with Arenado. His WAR is always so, high. Yeah, so, even though no one has, knows how to calculate that, his WAR is always <laughs> a top high guy. Yeah. That's that's where my thought is. I think that they'll both be like top two, top three statistical guys. But then moving on to the stolen base leaders, I feel like I kind of... First of all, I feel like these are kind of foregone conclusions sometimes. I've, even last year, I think we, we, we kind of agreed on... Uh, everyone, for the most part, agrees on stolen bases. But in the NL, I have Trey Turner. And in the AL, I have Alberto Mondesi. This guy's just got stupid speed. And they both have some... Pretty good bats. Like, you know, Trey Turner could put one out for sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, these guys can hit too, but, you know, speed-wise, I mean, the only other one I could see in the NL would be Acuna, like legitimately. I could see that. Because Trey Turner does have some injury um, concerns sometimes. So I could see Acuna sneaking in there and getting that spot, but I I do think it'll be Trey Turner and and Mondesi. Yeah, yeah, I I, I can't disagree because I didn't disagree. I mean, the AL, Alberto Mondesi, I mean – just to give you some names, just so we're not the same here. I mean, you can look at Nick Madrigal. Oh, yeah. Who just flies around the bases. I mean, I, I Buxton, if he had a whole year where he's not hurt for once. Yeah, he's got speed. And then, you know, coming out of the minors, Bichette was a big stolen base guy. Mm-hmm. But I think that's that's dropped, definitely. So I wouldn't really put him up there. But I would say maybe Nick Madrigal is definitely a guy to look at mm-hmm. for, for a chance at it. But I do have uh, Alberto Montesi in the AL. And in the NL, I have Trey Turner as well. Um, another guy like you said, Acuna. I think he's got a you know a guy who's got a shot. Garrett Hampson, if he plays a yeah. with the Rockies, um, definitely a, definitely a stolen base guy. Um, or even Tatis. Yeah. You see him kind of you know he flies around the bases as well. Yeah. But um, I think um, Tommy Edmond maybe. The hey, Cardinals, he's supposed dark to, you know, horse. He's got some speed, but mm-hmm. uh, I think you know that's a pretty safe bet with uh, Mondesi in the AL and Trey Turner in NL leading in stolen bases. Yeah. With you know fifteen sixty anymore. 
Yeah. You know, it used yeah. to be a hundred and it ain't that no more. <laughs> and you, you got to kind of think about the younger guys. I mean, the, uh, people on the other side of 30 generally aren't stealing like 50, no. 60 bases. No, so unless it's, unless it's what they do. Yeah. So moving on to the pitching categories, we'll start with the wins category. So to start out, I have in the NL, I have Blake Snell getting the, being the wins leader in the NL and in the AL, I have Garrett Cole. Like I kind of said in justifying the Cy Young pick for Cole, I just think that the Yankees are going to be good, and and he's a guy that just goes out there and wins. He's an ace, um, so I think that he'll get the wins. Um, and even if he has bad starts, which are few and far in between with him, the Yankees bats will back him up with you know with run support. So or at least like you'd like to think, because some guys just don't get run support like Chris Sale. So oh, you could tell me. Um, and then Snell, same deal. I think I think Snell's like you said going to come out and pitch like. Like he wants to pitch, not the five inning BS that we saw yeah, with with the Rays, like and the Padres are going to hit the hell out of the ball, so he'll get a lot of run support. So I think, uh, and and I have the Padres winning ninety eight games. So I mean, I feel like you know a lot of them. I think Snell's going to be a big contributor to that team, and I think Cole's going to be the the main 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 pitching guy for the for the Yankees. So yeah, yeah, I can't disagree. At AL, I have a uh, you know wins leader Garrett Cole, and the NL I have Blake Snell. I mean, as simple as that. Blake Snell's going to pitch with a chip on his shoulder, and Garrett Cole's just Garrett Cole. You know, he's one of those guys who's going to be up there every year, and that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, um, just to give you some names, so it's not the same. Um, obviously, you can look at Bieber again, but, you know, hard to go back to back. You know, Ryu, possibly with the Blue Jays. Yeah. Uh, the White Sox have Giolito or even Keiko if he pitches away, he pitched last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the NL, you know, you, you Max Fried, he could definitely get some wins. Jack Flaherty. Yep. You know, and Walker Bueller. You Darvish. Those are the Darvish, Padres. Yeah. So. Yeah, Aaron Ola for Phillies. So there's a couple names. Yeah. But for me, it's Garrett Cole in the AL, Blake Snell in the NL. Mm. Okay. So then moving on from there, we have the strikeout leaders. In the NL, I have Jacob deGrom. I feel like he's usually at the top of some, one of these pitching categories. And in the AL, I kind of went, picked a little bit off of what you had for the Cy Young, Tyler Glass now. I think regardless of his stuff, he's always striking guys out. Whether he's on or off, he's got like 10 strikeouts in a game. You know what I mean? Like he'll give up six runs and pitch four innings. He's still striking out 10. So I, I see him like, I, like I said before with Garrett, Garrett Cole, he's definitely gonna have his strikeouts. Um, cause he's got nasty stuff too, but class now he just, he just strikes people out. Yeah. You know? and, and you know, or, or these names are the same here. So oh. on the AL, I got Tyler Glass now, but I also have him winning the Cy Young. But again, he's like six, eight, you know, throws the ball hard, ball rises, uh, the curve balls up and down like 10 feet drops. He's crazy. Um, and the NL, I got Jacob DeGrom. He just strikes guys out, and he's throwing harder now than he's ever has. But, uh, yeah, I mean, other guys, like you said, Garrett Cole, obviously. The same, similar guys to wins, really. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even Otani. Yeah. I see him getting some strikeouts, being up there. And then the NL, uh, you know, you're looking at, you know, Jack Flaherty again. Luis Castillo, maybe? Luis Castillo, possibly. Maybe Brandon Woodruff is a guy who, who pitches very well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you Darvish and, and Snell and... Nelson Lamette would be a great one. That would be a yeah. big underdog one for the Padres because he yeah. just really strikes some guys out. So that'd be some other guys, but for me, again, similar, same actually as, as Glass now in, in the AL and Degrom and the NL. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, moving on to the save category, before we move on to the ERA category, we have uh, the NL save leader. I have Edwin Diaz. We both thought we were going way off course there with Edwin Diaz, but I do think that. Um, 
I think I picked him last year too. I thought that he would have a resurgence because he is he's got good he stuff. Pitch well last year. Just he did blow some saves. He was just more of a setup man last year. And he he does do good as a setup man. So worst comes to worst, I guess they could throw him back in that role and he'll be yeah, good. Once Seth Lugo comes back, or they have Trevor May. So. Yeah, they got a good. At this point, they have a better, much better bullpen than they did. But yeah, I think I think if he sticks in there and he pitches like he did with the Mariners, I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna get a lot of saves. And they'll that's a team, the Mets, that will need a guy like that. Because they always have close games. Because they have good pitching. They don't hit quite like the Yankees or the Dodgers. They have good offense, don't get me wrong. But they don't consistently hit like those teams, in my opinion. And then the AL, uh, maybe an easy pick, but Liam Hendricks. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe they'll blow people out. Because, you know, they are going to get a lot of wins. But I feel like uh, you have a guy like Liam Hendricks who's really kind of had a resurgence in his career as this as this dominant closer. I think that he's going to get a lot of saves. I don't think, I don't think Chapman is going to get as many saves because Chapman seems to, you know, the Yankees beat teams. They don't always need Chapman. I there we've seen stretches where they go a week and use Chapman twice. You know, so I I see Liam Hendricks getting more use and getting more saves in my opinion. Yeah, and uh, the AL for saves. I mean, I got Alex Colomay going to the Twins, a guy who had like a on, on like a one year array last year. Pitch is good every year. Um, I think he's a big part of the Twins bullpen. Really, the whole Twins bullpen. I think he's going to be great for them. And the NL, I do have Edwin Diaz, like you did. Um, it's just because he seems like the only guy right now that's kind of got the closer role locked up, other than, you know, Kenley Jensen, but he's kind of trending the wrong way. Um, a couple other names, though, to look at, you know, Jordan Hicks for the Cardinals, if he's the full-time closer. Phillies, if they have Jose Alvarado. Is our closer? He could be a great chance. And the Padres, Emilio Pagan, if he's the closer. Yeah. Is, no one really knows who the closer is yet for them teams. Mm-hmm. And then the AL, other than Colome, you know, like you said, Chapman, Liam Hendricks, those are great picks. Maybe uh, Ryan Presley for the Astros. Yeah. Uh, Rocio Iglesias for the for the Angels. Yeah. Um, and then the Blue Jays, I I can't think of who who's closing for them. Well, yeah, it was supposed to be Kirby Yates. Yeah. Uh, so whoever they. If they figure out one guy to be the closer for the Blue Jays, he, you know they're a team that's going to win some games, so they got a shot. I just, mm-hmm. You know that's the thing. There's no not many teams that are like this is our guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now you could throw Brad Hand in there too. I'm thinking about it. But, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. But um, for me, Alex Colomay, Edwin Diaz are my uh, are mm-hmm. the two guys I think. Yeah. They may not be necessarily the best. I mean, Edwin Diaz certainly has his critiques. They may not be the best closers in the league, but some guys like like I know people like to think well Kenley Jansen. The Dodgers, I just don't trust him as much anymore. And like I said with Chapman, sometimes the Yankees just blow teams out. And like I said, Chapman don't get used. So I, I you know, I, I just don't see it him leading the league. He'll have he'll have his saves. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he'll lead the league. Yeah. Um, and then finally to close out our episode here, or what we're going to talk about, our main stuff is the ERA leaders. So I have in the NL, I have Max Freed backing up. You know, I I do think he's going to be really good, and I think he's going to be a Cy Young guy. Um, I don't think he'll quite, I mean, obviously he'll have wins. He's not, he's going to be on the Braves. Um, I don't think he's quite going to be the strikeout guy like DeGrom, like I have DeGrom here, but I do think he, he's an, he could be an ERA guy. And I think that he'll eat innings and, and have a good ERA. And, you know, uh, in the AL, I have Cole, you know, I have him winning the Cy Young and I think he'll get the wins. I think he'll have the strikeouts. I think he'll have the ERA. I don't think he'll win the triple crown pitching, but I mean, Cole's just, I just watch him and it's, it's nice to have a Yankee pitcher as like the guy, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, so I think that, um, I think they'll have a good ERA yeah, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, and I, and you know, similar reasons, I, my AL ERA leader, I'm going to put Todd Glass now because, you know, I got to win Cy Young. 
So if he wins strikeouts in ERA, you know, that's usually your Cy Young right there. Um, and then the NL, again, I have Blake Snell. So if I'm going to have someone win the Cy Young, I have Blake Snell win the Cy Young. He's going to win. I have him winning wins in ERA, two of the three major categories. You're winning those. You're, you're most likely winning the Cy Young. And that's that's what I have Cole. I have him winning two of the three. So it, you, like I said, you have a statistical darling like that, and you take those categories, who else are you going to go with? Yeah. I mean, not for nothing, but Marcelo Zuna almost won Triple Crown, didn't even get a finalist spot. So nah, I, I, yeah. guess, I guess you can't say that's written in stone, but yeah. you like to think. Yeah. Um, that's uh, that's all I got for uh, for my league leaders here and the awards and all that stuff. That's kind of what we wanted to talk about for this episode. You know, I think that you know some other guys just to throw out there that I think will be good. You know, Glass now obviously is a legitimate Cy Young candidate. Um, had a little bit of a high ERA last season, like you said, he kind of struggled playoffs. He he gave up a lot of runs, um, but I think that he's he's got wicked stuff. I think that just a guy to watch. I don't think he'll maybe win a lot, whole heck of a lot of awards, but I think that Jamison Tyon for the Yankees is going to be fantastic. Um, I think that I think that you Darvish, we're forgetting about Darvish for the Padres. I think he's going to be really good. Like I said before, Luis Castillo for the Reds, he's going to be fantastic. Sonny Gray is going to be good. Jose Barrios, um, twins. Yeah, Jose Barrios is always an innings eater. Always, he may not be the ERA guy, but he's going to eat innings for you and get strikeouts and stuff. Yeah, I mean Jesus uh, Lazardo for the A's. Yeah, uh, Otani. The Angels. I mean, uh, there's there's a bunch of guys you can you can throw a Baber, obviously, Zach yeah. Plesac, throw Dork Horse in there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of players. I mean, obviously, that's that's just pitchers and then hitters. You know, there's so many guys that you would like to talk about. Matt Chapman. You think you know mm. the guy we haven't even mentioned here. Um, there's just so many players that you just want to talk about, but you mm. just can't get to. Or might not be a league leader, but it's going to be one of the top guys. It always is. Mm. Um, so. Just excited to have baseball back, and excited to have a you know full season so we could see Matt Olson try hitting 40, 50 home <laughs> runs, and and see these guys uh, have have great years, and um, you know see Pujols get that RBI record, and, yeah, and you know get to ninth on the hits list and stuff like that. It's just exciting to see a full season other than sixty games, and and uh, you know you blink and it's gone. You know we're, we're talking you know the next seven months of baseball mm-hmm. instead of the next seven weeks of baseball, and it's a big difference. Minor league baseball back too. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Yeah, that's um, true. Just baseball is back altogether, and college baseball will be back, and and, and it's just gonna feel more like normal. And I'm just excited. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned college uh, baseball. I just want to throw out there, Jack Leiter is just unbelievable. He's unbelievable. Yeah. Oh my god! I think he might be the maybe the most highly regarded and and best college pitcher uh, coming out of you know college, and, uh, maybe ever. And I would say definitely the best one. In the last, I don't know, 30, 40 years. Oh, yeah. What do you have? What was his last his last 16 innings or, or something like that? He had 26 strikeouts, no runs or something no like hits. that? Well, he, that's what it was. No, Because he threw the no-hitter, yeah. and then he had another start he where he just... Seven innings, no hits, and they pulled him because of pitch count. He has a point two five ERA. Oh, my God. Wow. I mean, he's... Every time when I watch it, that's the thing too. He passes like the eye test. I watch him, even if I'm not a you know I'm not a pitching guy. I didn't pitch when I played or anything, but I watch him. I'm like, dude, he's he's electric. Like yeah. his stuff is electric, and it's not real herky jerk either. A little bit, but not real herky jerk. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not a real real big guy, but he's uh, kind of built to last, and he looks great just to go into some college stuff. But um, well, he yeah. got taught right, you know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, he got taught right. Just. Just excited for baseball, though. Just really excited to see the season and really get into it and, and, and just kind of see how uh, we can get back and all-star games and home run derbies and just the normal baseball again. And mm-hmm. it's just going to be it's gonna be exciting. It's going to be fun. 
Um, I know we talked about everything that could happen this year and World Series winners, but I'm not really worried about. I'm not talking. Well, I'm talking about the World Series yet. I want to talk about opening day, and that's Thursday. Um, yeah, and when this goes live, and that's exciting. And, and you know, we got our fantasy teams, and a lot of these guys I got on my fantasy team I want to talk about. So that's great. Oh yeah, you know, I got Glass now, and I got Cunha, and you know, I feel pretty good about that. So just, I mean, I can't say enough. You're just excited to see it's baseball, and it's just right here. And the show's coming out, and, and yeah. everything's just everything's just just going the right way now. Finally, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm excited for my fantasy team too. I, uh, I drafted some guys I don't usually draft. I didn't expect to draft, but um, you know, I wouldn't be lying if uh, if I was happy that I had Freddie Freeman and Manny Machado and and these guys. So yeah. um, it'll be a good. Like I said, there were some guys I didn't expect to have, but um, I'm excited. So yeah. that'll and, uh, that'll be good. I'll see you week one. Oh no, we played for the week one. Face you week one, so oh it's better than week the last week. I know we always. How it is. I know we're usually both locked up by then, but it's always last week. And it's like oh, here we go. Yeah, there's always some seating. And then thing I see you know, two weeks later in the semis, and it's like yeah, we go. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, that's, that should be that should be fun. Fantasy baseball back. We had a year off. This is, I think this is our tenth or eleventh season of actually playing for our fantasy league. So we've been around a while. Yeah. It's probably the 10th of playing, right? Cause we, it was supposed to be the 10th last yeah, I year. I think this is be the 10th actually playing season. So that's, it's great. Yeah, that's great. So, absolutely. But, um, last little bit here, just want to go into our trivia question. And if you guys remember, it's very similar to our, you know, the first trivia question we did for the last prediction one, but last year, but this one is who is the first president to throw the first pitch from the mound or the rubber? On the, on the pitch because they used to throw them from the seats. Yep. You know, Taft and, and, and you know, Taft was the first one to throw the first pitch. Mm-hmm. And we all know that was from the seats. We, we, see, the, we see the pictures of it from the seats, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but who was the first one to actually throw from the mound? And that is September 29th, 1988 with Ronald Reagan. And he threw it at the Cubs. It was a Cubs game. Mm-hmm. Um, and he threw the first pitch from the from the mound. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the first, you know, president. Before that, it was, you know, Taft from the seats and FDR from the seats. Um, everyone was from the seats. I think, uh, you know, uh, really the, the, the change started to kind of occur and go through people's heads when, and, you know, uh, around, uh, Nixon's term. Yeah. That's when they kind of changed it. But, um, yeah, Ronald Reagan was the first one to throw actually from the, from the mound, which uh, kind of just makes sense. Mm-hmm. He was just a, a crazy dude that everyone loved. But just my last little bit with that, there's no better first pitch ever thrown by any president than George Bush's after the, you know, six weeks after 9-11. And that was the greatest first pitch ever. Thrown. Oh yeah. And one of the most important moments I think in, just in our history, but in baseball history. Absolutely. So that's the best first pitch. So I don't care what anyone says, but first, first, first pitch thrown by a president out of, uh, you know, from the, from the mound is Ronald Reagan. And that was in 1988. Yeah. I didn't, uh, I don't know if I've seen the Ronald Reagan one. Um, but he just seemed that when, when I guess so, I was like, Ronald Reagan probably did it. So let's start there. Yeah. I know he threw the from the mound, but yeah, you're right. Bush's, uh, you know, not only was it the moment of it with nine 11 and everything, it was in Yankee stadium. It was in New York and he threw a perfect strike. I mean, it was, you know, uh, the whole, and he looked, he looked like a ball player doing it. You know, so obviously some presidents aren't athletic. They no, didn't, yeah, you know, no, uh, you can't expect them to be no all stars. No secret service in the field with them, surrounded them, you know, mm-hmm. you know, they're all worried about them, but, um, yeah, that was a great moment. And, um, you know, a little side, Trevor question there's only been two uh presidents active presidents you know or sitting presidents who never threw out a first pitch mm-hmm. and that was uh jimmy carter and uh donald trump there were yeah. only two presidents who were sitting you know current sitting presidents who didn't throw one as you know while they were president 
So that's a little side trivia question there for you. Yeah, I'm surprised. Uh, that was since Taft, though, because obviously before that, no one, no one did it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. since Taft, there's only been two that never done it. Jimmy yeah. Carter and Trump, and Jimmy Carter actually did it after his presidency, long after his presidency, but he did throw one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that you would think that the president at least would once throw out the first pitch, you know, because they're in there for four years. So you would think at one point, opening day or FDR had uh, eight, I think. Yeah. Well, well <laughs> he was in there for like eleven years or something yeah. like that, or twelve years. Yeah. I don't I think know. He had like fifteen innings pitched. But oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um. All right. Well, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I, you know, I didn't. I did guess it right, but that was because I was like, well, Reagan probably did it, so let's start there. Let's yeah. start the guessing there. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a good one. Uh, and like you said, it kind of keeps with, uh, you know, like last year you did it with, with the Taft question. Yeah, he was the first. He was the actual first president to do it. Yeah, but, you know, this year just was very, almost the same question, just, you know, changed it up. Yeah, so that's uh, that's our predictions. And uh, like I said, when, uh, when you hear this, uh, unless you listen minute one, I mean, you'll be watching baseball, or baseball will be on when when this goes live so that's exciting uh i can't wait i know you can't wait people that are listening to this i know they can't wait and i'm working from home mm-hmm. on thursday so I'll, I'll have the games on tv so i'll be i'll be i'll be watching baseball all day long you know no uh school in the middle of the way or going to work or at the you know, at the office with no tv i will have my tv and i'll be watching baseball all day long mm-hmm. while, while i'm working and uh it's just it's just fantastic to have it back hopefully the weather cooperates in most cities but yeah. um man is excited yeah i mean i uh i set up my work from home office in my room now and i literally just turn around and there's a tv there with baseball on so i mean even if i'm busy i could always just turn around look at the score watch the yankees watch just put on lb network and watch whatever's on yeah so it's i love that there's nothing for me as a baseball fan better than the summer and just baseball being on even if it's not the yankees if it's if it's yeah. the you know the pirates versus the Mets, I don't even know. You know, like, just some random Something game. Something about day game. Yeah. Day baseball. And then, you know, every once in a while hitting that night game, mm-hmm. you know, on a Friday night or something. But a day baseball game just just sits right. It's just, that's the way it was supposed to be. Yeah, absolutely. So. But, yeah, I mean, there's not many updates. You know, there's roster moves going on because spring training's kind of coming to a close here. So teams are getting their final rosters together. Um, I don't think there's any... Um, major news. Unfortunately, there was, what was it? The twins bench coast coach, unfortunately yeah, died. I believe yeah. he was 46 or something yeah, like that. Yeah. He had kidney cancer, I believe. Yeah. So that was unfortunate. So a rest in peace to him. But like I said, other than that, you know, there's nothing I can really think of. Like, you know, they're, the Mets are trying to work out a deal with Lindor. I don't know if Sandra that'll go Perez through. Had an extension. Yeah. Um, Randy Dobnak had an extension. Yeah. Good for him. He was driving Uber and stuff. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, nothing, nothing too, too crazy. I mean, most of the stuff is is more, you know, team by team. If you're a team of that, you know, or a fan of that team, you you'll know it. But if you're a general baseball fan, I mean, it's it's more just uh, like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing uh, blowing the doors off here. Yeah. So that's uh, so that's all I got. Um, you know, I can't like I said, I can't think of anything else that's major. So uh, I guess unless you got anything else, we could just wrap this episode up. That's it. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, You can listen to this podcast every week on Apple Podcasts as well as Google Podcasts and Spotify. You can listen to this podcast on our regularly updated YouTube channel as well as our website, screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RealMichaelPree. You can follow me on Instagram at MichaelPree. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at FDubs10. You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No Ian Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep. Take care.